0: Welcome to the Vespasian-Warner Public Library District Podcast. The tornado that swept through Dewitt County on May 15, 1968, brought devastation to the area as it tore through Waynesville, Wapella, and Farmer City. Though Clinton was spared any wind damage, the city received 14 inches of rain, which caused major flooding, mostly on the east side of town. It was a once-in-a-hundred-years rain event that happened exactly seven years and one week after the last once-in-a-hundred-years rain event, which saw 14 inches of rain dumped on the city in a 24-hour period and the same area of town inundated with floodwaters. Sunday, May 7th, 1961, into the early morning hours of Monday, May 8th, Fourteen inches of rain inundated Clinton. The floodwaters rose rapidly, filling first basements and then houses, leading to evacuations on the east side of town beginning around 3 a.m. The rescuing firemen borrowed boats from the members of the Dewitt County Boat Club and from local sports shops. At least a dozen families were evacuated from their homes. There were no injuries reported from the flooding or from the evacuations, though one evacuated family did have three children sick with the measles at the time. One unlikely rescue involved a man who'd driven into six feet of water at the Grant Street underpass. A member of the fire department who lived nearby hooked a ladder to the railing of the overpass and lowered it down to the stranded motorist, who'd taken refuge on the roof of his car. He was able to climb up the ladder to safety. His car was pulled out of the water later. His wasn't the only car swamped. Multiple vehicles were stalled, swamped, and in some instances carried away. Trailers were overturned, and two of them were swept away from their moorings. Some trailers from one trailer court were relocated to some adjacent dry ground. One wooden building used as a tool shed for a local business was swept away. It broke apart and sank, blocking the street when the floodwaters receded. The fast-moving waters swept away fences, oil tanks, furniture, and playground equipment. The Illinois Central Diesel Repair Shop, located in a former roundhouse, took on four feet of water. Trains couldn't get through town and had to be rerouted. Sections of the track bed had washed out in the east yards, and rails had buckled over new holes. By early morning, only Route 51 south was open and only to one-way traffic. All other roads out of town had been closed due to the floodwaters. The road closures and flooding gave people an unexpected day off. Those who lived in the east section of town were prevented from leaving their homes if they hadn't been evacuated. Residents in other areas of town who worked in Decatur or Bloomington couldn't get out of town to make it to work. Many businesses in town were either closed or severely understaffed. Rural mail carriers attempted their routes, but many had to turn back due to impassable roads. Ten Mile Creek, Salt Creek, and Coon Creek had all flooded. School was in session, but with understandably limited enrollment. One funeral had to be postponed due to the flooding. By noon, the water had receded enough to open all of the roads, with the exception of Route 10 heading east to Champaign. The daylight and receding waters also revealed the damage that had been done. Houses and garages bore watermarks of the floodwater's high point. Of some 2,000 homes in Clinton, it was estimated that around 1,400 had water in their basements. The estimated damage was around $300,000. A mess of debris had been caught in the bridge at Alexander Street between Route 54 and Route 10. Flood debris of tricycles, stepladders, trash cans, rocking chairs, picnic tables, bushel baskets, cans of paint, bottles of vinegar, oil cans, gas tanks, road barricades, and kitchen pots and pans were left behind. Insurance in Illinois didn't cover flood damage to property or belongings at the time, though most vehicles were covered. The Red Cross established an office on the square. Assisted by the Welfare League, they distributed aid in the form of clothing, bedding, furniture, household items, and money. Clinton and areas in DeWitt County were declared disaster areas, which was reinforced at the end of the month when President Kennedy included DeWitt County in the large section of central and southern Illinois and parts of Missouri declared as disaster areas due to tornadoes and flooding in May. Little did residents realize that they'd be dealing with another disaster situation seven years later. The tornado of May 15, 1968 devastated Wapella, did major damage to Waynesville and some damage to Farmer City. Though Clinton was spared the wind, it was not spared the rain. 14 inches of rain fell in 24 hours, and the same sections of town that flooded in 1961 flooded again, leaving some residents to face the same destruction they had just seven years before. As in 1961, evacuations occurred in the middle of the night as people were forced from their homes due to the rising water. Due to the tornado response efforts, only a handful of volunteers were available to help with the evacuations. They were without electricity for much of the night, so portable battery lights were used to aid their efforts. Neighbors opened their homes to those escaping the low-lying areas. One man, whose wife had just been released from the hospital and was staying with relatives, had gone back to his house to retrieve some papers and found himself trapped by the rapidly rising water, which eventually reached above his windows. He took refuge in his attic, where rescuers had to cut through his roof to evacuate him. In one harrowing instance, a mother attempting to get herself and her three children to dry ground saw one of her children swept away. Carrying her three-year-old and four-year-old, she had no choice but to have her nine-year-old son follow her on foot. The rapid floodwaters knocked the boy off of his feet and swept him away. Luckily, a neighbor witnessed the child's peril and plunged into the waters to rescue him. It took two attempts, and the boy and his rescuer were knocked down once more by debris in the water, but they were finally able to make it to dry land. The boy was taken to another neighbor's house, where he was revived, before being taken to John Winner Hospital, where he was kept for observation. As in 1961, many basements flooded. Multiple homes were damaged or destroyed. Two houses on South Taylor Street were swept from their foundations and ended up on East Jefferson Street. On another street, one house lost its entire north wall when a second house was swept into it. The rest of the house was pushed to the back of the lot, leaving the wall behind. Still another house lost its porch. Numerous trailers were damaged. Some were overturned and crushed. Others were swept away and ended up in their neighbors' yards. Vehicles suffered similar fates, crushed, flipped over, swamped, and swept away by the rushing water. Once again, streets and underpasses were submerged, Roads were closed. The rushing flood burst diesel oil fuel tanks in the rail yard, contaminating the water. Flood victims searched the edge of the water for whatever belongings they could find. As the water receded, it left behind deposits of mud, muck, and oil, coating people's possessions. One homeowner loaded tables, chairs, and other items into the back of his truck and ran it through the car wash in an attempt to get rid of the grime. In addition to the oil-slicked waters, the city also lost three wells, which caused a critical water shortage, resulting in a boil order. The Red Cross came to the aid of the flood victims. In fact, of the 96 families who received aid due to the May 15th storm, most of them were flood victims rather than tornado victims. The Red Cross also helped with cleanup efforts. They provided identification for the adult supervisors as well as for the over 100 young people who showed up on the morning of Saturday, May 18th, ready to clean. The supervisors took their groups to their assigned areas armed with brooms, shovels, and buckets. Victims of the flood were impressed by the dedication of the high school students who'd shown up to work as they went above and beyond to clean up including crawling under houses to clear out the refuse and debris. Between the tornado that wreaked havoc in Waynesville, Wapella, and Farmer City and the flooding that inundated Clinton, DeWitt County was once again declared a disaster area. The city of Clinton found itself in an odd position. The town had flooded twice in seven years, except both times it was caused by unprecedented 14-inch rainfalls. However, the city council was still expected to answer questions about what they'd done after the 1961 flood and what they were going to do after the 1968 flood. They attempted to address the issues in a meeting three weeks after the May 15th flood. According to the city council, they'd attempted to address the issue of the diesel, oil, and fuel in the east side of town, by submitting plans to the state regarding a filter. Despite submitting the plans two years before the 1968 flood and despite repeated letters requesting action, they had yet to hear back from the state. Another concern was the refuse piling up in the streets. Victims of the flood who were attempting to clean up their homes and property were forced to dump the debris and detritus in the streets, creating a health hazard. The Highway Department had requested additional trucks to help with the cleanup. However, they were informed that there were already 25 trucks and crews working in Wapella, and therefore, there were none available. Other issues brought up at the meeting included inadequate drainage under the railroad tracks and the blockage of a natural waterway. At the time, the City Council was considering several possibilities, but would need further information, including an engineering study, before any permanent solution could be offered. In 1958, five and a half inches of rain falling in a 24-hour period was enough to swamp underpasses, stall cars, and flood basements. It also put the corner of Alexander and Jefferson Streets in the paper, which would turn out to be the first of three times in 10 years that those houses would be featured in the paper due to flooding. Today, those houses are no longer standing, removed sometime after the 1993 flood, which once again swamped them. And though there has been flooding in Clinton since 1968, nothing compares to the devastation caused by two unlikely 14-inch rainfalls almost exactly seven years apart. Thank you for joining us. For more information about the Vespasian Warner Public Library District, please go to vwarner.org.